Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra Mulder. And I am Sam Blackwell. Uh, this week, we're going to tackle topics like college, sex in cars, uh-huh. and those people that we just can't let go of. Mm, I hate them. Uh, but first, we want to start with just a, a broad Surgeon General's warning, which is... We don't actually know what we're talking about. <laughs> Neither of us are qualified to do this. No. Nope. We're actually both English majors. So if you want me to write a three to five page paper about how your partners like Beowulf or something, I can do that. That's right. I wrote my thesis on punctuation. So I'm not going to be helpful in any way in this, so in this, this whole thing. All to say, um, you know, take all of our advice with a grain of salt or sand or whatever the fuck that saying is. Um, we're just here to give you our humble opinion um, to hopefully shed some understanding and hopefully some laughs on. The incredibly rewarding and mostly confusing experience that is love. <laughs> so, yeah, um, this is our first podcast. Yeah, this is so crazy. I know, I know. Sam is my best friend, and I'm so excited to have like a creative project with him. It's honestly been probably like the most joy filled creative project <laughs> I've had in the past. I don't know. So everyone else who Sierra has collaborated with, uh, clearly I'm the best. <laughs> oh, who are people who are listening? I don't collaborate a lot with things. That's true. Anyway, so this is our first podcast, and um, are you nervous? Yeah, I'm nervous. Yeah, I've never <laughs> spoken in front, like into a microphone like this. Like you were like, you know what it's like. You've been on radio, right? And I was like, um, <laughs> no, have not. Yeah. Also, to be clear, <laughs> Sam did ask me to make direct eye contact with him for the duration of recording. She's doing a really good job, y'all. <laughs> It's, it's just a great job. It's a little creepy, right? <laughs> um, so I thought it'd be fun to talk about, like, you know, this is a relationship advice podcast. Right. And I thought it'd be fun to talk about, like, our first things, you uh-huh. know, because yep. it's our first episode. That's Get right. it? Callback. Um, so, like, do you remember your first kiss? My first kiss? Yeah. Yes, I do. My first kiss was with a girl named Ashley <laughs> in kindergarten on wow, the school bus. You yeah, hussy. I know. Well, see... I was gay for a very long time, my whole life, and so I came across as very non-threatening to girls. Oh, yeah, no, And so totally. I just surrounded myself with them, and they all wanted to kiss me all the time. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. For, yours was in kindergarten, and mine was in eighth grade. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Spin the bottle. Ooh. I know. His name was Brett. Okay. Yep. He sounds great. Love the name Brett. Mm-hmm. Two T's. Oh, good, good. One C is just weird. <laughs> yeah, and it was pretty, like, un- underwhelming. I rem- remember being like, all right, that's it. Where are the Cheetos? You know, it was like a yeah. party. Um, what about your first first date is kind of boring. I actually don't really re- remember mine. Oh, I, I, do, I did go to the movies. This is also young, but it was like we were in sixth grade, and I had a boyfriend and me and my cousin and her boyfriend went on, like, a double date. Our, her mom drove us in her minivan, and we went to go see that movie. The uh, No, no, it wasn't The Lake House. It was, like, a weird yeah. Sandra Bullock movie, like, rom-com. Not a comedy. Not a comedy at all. Actually, just rom. <laughs> no com. <laughs> <laughs> and we held hands, and it was, like, my first. It was, like, pre-kiss, everything, and we held hands. And I remember being, like... <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> like so freaking out. Your heart and is like, racing. Oh my god! And, and like, like a, our fingers, you know. Cr- oh, the, like the, the inching together thing oh, that happens. But the slowest Just inching. So you know? slow. <laughs> I think by the the final credits, we had touched two fingers. You oh my know? god! Um, but it was sixth grade. It was really intense. And then he didn't talk to me all summer, and he broke up with me on the first day of seventh grade. Oh, jeez. So, fuck you, Nick. <laughs> um. <laughs> I do remember my first date. It was with a girl named Katie, and I went with. Her and her brother and her parents to go see the recess movie in sixth grade. Wow. Yeah. So that's so sensual. <laughs> it, was, it was really intense. Yeah. It was really great. Her dad really loved me. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Because you were so non threatening to girls. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Because he's like, oh man, this, this little boy's definitely gay. Yeah, you like, can date my daughter as long as you want. <laughs> he's definitely not going to do anything with her. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. What about um, the first time you had sex? Ah, okay. You knew this question was coming. I know, but, like, I'm sorry, Mom, if you're listening to this. So my first time having sex was with my first boyfriend. Uh His name was Nick. It was my my senior year of high school, I think. My parents were out of town, which, like— Scandal. I know. It was was really great. Uh, We watched Titanic. And then— (laughs) 
You know, we, that would put anyone in the, <laughs> the mood. Like right. a huge ice the, glacier <laughs> and hundreds and hundreds of people freezing to death. Right, yeah. The best thing was was that my Kira, my friend Kira was also sleeping over. Like it was mm. like the three of us. We didn't have sex together. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like honestly, it was like the most mediocre thing that has ever happened to me. Oh, really? Yeah, it was not great. Well, I think that's like typical first sex situations, right? <laughs> For sure, yeah. Like I don't think – please write us if you had like an amazing – first like if it's just all gone down from there seriously we'll read it on there yeah and we'll congratulate you and send you like some sort of fruit basket or something that's right so my first time having sex was also with my high school boyfriend and yeah we snuck out of our house in the middle of the night and he brought a tent and we had sex in a tent on a little league baseball field (laughs) (laughs) did you not know that no I have so many questions. <laughs> okay, so uh, were the lights, like the Little Leal Fields lights on? No, we like grew up in a really tiny town, and I don't think the town like afforded like the moonlight okay. was on, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, did you sleep there all night, or did you like pack up the yeah, tent afterwards no, no. and then like leave? No, it was romantic. I mean, as romantic as you can be. You in know. a tent in a Little Leal Fields. <laughs> Well, we, like, loved each other and um, the way that you do. Right. And, uh, no, we stayed, and then I think we snuck back at, like, 5.30 in the morning. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I'm surprised you got away with that. Many times, actually. Sorry, Mom. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That uh, That was interesting. What happened to him? He, I broke up with him, and um, we were, like, we were a good, good match, um, but we, I was just young and yeah. we were both like really in love intensely, but also I didn't know what love was because I didn't have, I hadn't like grown the capacity right. to love fully yet. Right. Um, and so I broke up with him because I like wanted to experience things. And then we like kind of like came in and out of each other's lives for a while. But the one shitty thing that I do remember is that the summer we broke up, like a couple months later, we were still hanging out as friends and, um, I remember being like, oh, my God, I have a crush on this girl and like told him that I had a crush on our mutual friend. Um, It was my first real substantial girl crush where I was like, oh, my God, I want to be more than friends with this girl. Right. And then he went on to date her. (gasps) Yeah. And I actually think he did it strategically. Like I I'm not trying to undermine that relationship, but it, it was like a little mismatched and a little too timed. Perfectly. I mean, I know. Good for him. <gasps> Samuel. <laughs> like, that is well played. I will say that. <laughs> that is cruel. And like, that's like, a, I, I, it was cruel and like gay shaming. That's true. Okay, you know I take it mean? back. I'm sorry. It wasn't I'm sorry really. That I'm that being dramatic, but like, I was crushed at the time because it was the first time I told somebody that I had a crush on a girl yeah. in a real way. You know, um, you can laugh at it though. Like, okay. I yeah. mean, that's what I do. But I think I'm just a little bitter because my first time, Nick, then... Wasn't in a tent? No, it wasn't. It was in a bedroom. But turns out he had a boyfriend in New York that he told me that he had dumped when we started dating. And he hadn't. And so then it all just fell apart. Uh, So you grew up in Wisconsin and he had a boyfriend in New York? Yeah. That's like a transcontinental relationship for high school. Oh, for sure. That's like totally He like went to New York on a school trip or something and met like a boy and then they kept dating. All right, well. Yeah, it was fine. Whatever. Nick. Yeah, he's he's the worst, but, like, he's I mean, also very good looking. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you hate the ones that haunt you? And you're yeah, like, right. oh, God, <laughs> you're such a bad person, but, like, dang, that body, mama. <laughs> Seriously. Abs for days is all I'm saying. I don't really care about abs. All right, I think we should get into our... <laughs> All okay, right. we came here for a purpose, and that is to help people with the relationship advice, oh, and I not just it talk was about to, ourselves. Like, judge other people <laughs> and to, you know, um, impose our judgment on them. Okay, so we're going to um, answer uh, three of our wonderful submissions every episode. Oh God, thank you so much to all of you who have submitted already. Honestly, we almost cried a couple times. More than a couple times. Yeah, and we already we like love you all so much already, and we want to like. 
beat up the people who have hurt you. Oh, for sure. Like physically and emotionally. That's right. But maybe not physically because like. We're also very, both of us are very petite. That's right. <laughs> and, and sickly looking. <laughs> and just like afraid of danger in most things. So. Okay. So our first letter. Oh my God. You want to do, are you nervous for our first time? So excited. Um, our first letter is from Kiki, who is writing from the void. And Kiki says, I have just graduated high school and have been dating this person for about six months. Though it hasn't been too long, we've been friends for longer, so it's fairly serious, and we're definitely in love. Good for you, Kiki. Unfortunately, we will be attending colleges in different states this coming fall. I've heard from some people that it's not a good idea to keep uh, high school relationships because people change so much in college. Very true. Trying to keep uh, up a long-distance relationship will take away from the college experience. Very true. And you should use college as a fresh start, Mm. etc. However, others say that if you really love someone, you can make the distance work, set aside time for each other, drive hours to see each other on weekends, etc. I have no doubt that if we stay together, this person would do everything possible to keep us together. But I'm fearful of relying too much on them and forgetting to make a new home at college. Very valid. Mm. I'm afraid of setting this elusive college experience Oh, excuse me. I'm afraid of sacrificing this elusive college experience everyone is talking about, but I'm also afraid of letting go of a relationship that's something really special. How Mm -hmm. do you know if your first love, a good true love, is worth the distance or if it's holding you back from the growth that college offers? Yeah. I mean, that that is a very hard question, but I do have a very specific answer. So what do you think this person should do with their relationship? (laughs) Just break up. Okay, well... (laughs) The name of the podcast. Um, I know. Yes. I know. And I don't I don't mean to say that to Kiki, I don't mean to say that this is not a real true love because I, I totally believe that. And if and if you are telling us that, like that's a hundred percent true. Um but I just think I have seen so many people go through similar things where they mm-hmm. they left high school and went to college and and sort of brought along the person that uh, they were dating in high school and just and uh, brought along the person they were, you that's know, right. like didn't yep. let themselves. Right. And and college is just such a time for transformation and for, mm-hmm. for figuring out who you are and not, not to mention the fact that you're moving to a new place. Right. You need to be building up the the network of support in that mm-hmm. place. Um, and that's hard to do if, if you're spending a lot of your time and energy focused on someone who's not there and spending weekends out of town or, or whatever it looks like. And, and so... I know. I know. It's sad. It's it's really bad. (laughs) We read this originally, and Sam was like, "Uh, just break up, duh. And he's like, I'm going to be the villain of the podcast. It's, but it's, it's more complicated than that. And I'm also, I want to say I'm pretty torn on this one because like, like Sam said, I, Kiki, I believe you. Like, this sounds like a great love, you know, especially one that's healthy. Um, so I don't want to advocate for just breaking up, um, immediately. And also first loves are really important, but you learn how to love people by loving people. And you also learn how to love people by loving yourself. I know that's that's hashtag super cliche. That's right. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. Yeah. I I think for me, it's that I'm a, it's not that I'm advocating instantly for the breakup. It's that I'm afraid of what inevitably happens in so many relationships, just like your fears, Kiki, are so valid, and I and I don't like to live fear, like I don't like to let fear be something that drives me. For sure. Um, but it's true. You are going to change so much, and you're going to be exposed to so many different opportunities, right. and there will be a part of you that is censoring yourself. Yep. Um, not just like your whole self and your ability to date other people, but like you know, you will be. You'll be carrying somebody around with you, which is okay. I'm torn because, you know, I think if if they didn't write a good true love, like it yeah, like, pulls at my little right heartstrings. Like... You know, I just want to be like, I know it's a good true love, and I, and I do know. Hey, hey, I want to say this. Like, I do have friends who got married, like people who dated the people they were dating in high school throughout college and got married, and so it totally does work. It does happen for sure. But that type of relationship has to be so strong like your foundation has to be so strong so if you're ready to go and give each other the space and um respect that that's needed to grow as much as you deserve to at college yeah you just have to really work on your communication you have to really work on um your boundaries and um, be ready to grow with each other which which means maybe letting that person have experiences without you um etc uh i 
Go yeah. Ahead. No, I mean, it just it would take a lot of trust and a lot of of um, ability to be able to communicate in an effective way. And like, the, I I think my issue here is that like I haven't been through a situation like mm-hmm. this where I've had to to sort of move and and continue that relationship. Um, but having seen it through one of my closest friends who who had mm-hmm. a boyfriend back home and and just watching the whole relationship sort of just like fall apart in her hands. Totally. Um, and the way that that affected her while she was trying to make new friends and get used to what it's like to be in college was just like mm-hmm. was really hard. Um, and also it turns out he was gay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying that like, yeah, having not been through that, it's hard for me to say definitively that you should just break up, but just based on my experience like that is mm-hmm. what I've seen. And so, like, I, I mean, I, have you been through something like that? Yeah, but I broke up. <laughs> like, that was my high school boyfriend, and I was like, I want to experience other things. Got it. So, um, yeah, I think you talked earlier about the idea of a relationship deteriorating. Yep. And, like, how maybe this is an opportunity to take a different route. To That's be, right. But yeah, you know, it's like, wouldn't it be great if you could sort of look back on this and say and and be able to hold that that good, true love in your heart for mm. for longer by sort of giving it the the parameters or the boundaries that it needs. Um, so that instead of going through the process of, um, you know, having it maybe deteriorate while you're in college or, or sort of fall apart, um, being able to look back and say, you know, that was a really great thing that happened to me, mm-hmm. and I still hold that person in my heart, and mm-hmm. and I will remember them in the way that I want to remember them, which was was there for me in this in this space, and then was able to sort of move past it when I knew that that was the mm-hmm. time to do it. And that's like the most mature, graceful thing. I yeah. Think. So just keep in mind, I'm like 30 years old. So like, <laughs> and just keep in mind that I literally could not do that if my life depended on it. You could be like, oh, Sierra, here's an opportunity for you to bow out gracefully and oh, with sure. respect. Um, and I'd be like, hmm, I'd actually rather like set the whole house on fire <laughs> while playing like Katy Perry and like dancing butt ass <laughs> naked on the lawn. Like I always go down in flames. I like cling to things until for sure. So, like, he, I don't have the capacity to do this, but Sam's right. One option is, is, like, put an end to it right now when it's good and maybe be like, hey, can we have the first semester to, like, see what this feels like apart? And if you really are drawn back to each other, Mm -hmm. um, you know, again, this takes a lot of respect and a lot of trust. um, And so we're just... We're just guessing that this um, good, true love has that really strong foundation. Um, another thing is you can um, give it a try and reassess Christmas break. You know, you'll you'll know what feels good and what doesn't feel good. I just want to say a really quick story before we wrap up this um, question. So when I was in high school, I had such a I had a very privileged experience of going to England and Ireland with a school trip. Oh my god! I know. You know where I went on my school trip? Where? Stevens Point, Wisconsin. <laughs> Okay, well, I heard it's, it's right in the middle of Wisconsin for those of you who don't know your geography. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I went to England and Ireland, and it was like a school trip, and there was maybe like twenty of us, and I was in eighth grade, and there was this boy there who I like had a crush on because he was like an older boy, and he was like one of those like slimy, flirty boys that gives everyone <laughs> back rubs, you know? And it- oh yeah, <laughs> I can see why you liked him. <laughs> Um, And he was, I like, was so into him and I was like, oh my God, when we get back, I'm going to have this older boyfriend and he's so cool. (laughs) You know, hadn't had my first kiss, nothing. And why I'm telling this story is because when I look back on that trip, I remember next to nothing about that trip, about where we went, um, the castles and museums we visited, because I was so busy positioning that boy at the center of my experience where was he sitting what is he going to eat what is he going to think of me and this outfit or whatever and I share that to say like we get so few opportunities in life to truly have ourselves be at the center of our desires at the center of our experiences Um, we have to like filter ourselves through a lot of other people's wants and needs of us and college is is an opportunity to have a fresh start again I'm not saying just break up (laughs) I'm not. I'm just saying it will require a lot of work 
a lot of trust, a lot of patience and respect to let both of you grow independently and, you know, alongside each other, I guess. That's right. Um, but make sure, Kika, you are giving yourself the space to grow and be independent and right. and experience this experience that you're never going to have again. You, yep. There's no other comparable thing than going to college, yep. truly. And if you if you decide to to keep dating, which I think is a totally valid thing to do, just make sure that you are setting yourself up for success by building those lines of communication, healthy boundaries, healthy boundaries about you know how often you communicate and how often you talk and um, how often you check in, and making sure that that trust is there too. So having open and honest conversations about what your expectations are um, is going to be super important as as we move through that. Yeah, but also Sam thinks. Yeah, but also I think you should break up. <laughs> You're like the villain. It's true. I'm like Cruella de Vil up in here. You're, I was going to say Simon Cowell. But... Oh, my God. I'm it's so okay. offended. I'm Paula. I'm just the one like up on pills over there. Yeah, that's great. Okay, You anyway. get to be Paula and I get to be Simon. <laughs> just kidding. Can't wait to sleep with my best friend's wife. Seal her away. Your knowledge of pop culture icons is beyond me. Y'all, as a self-employed person, as a mom of a toddler, I am always struggling with finding time to manage my finances. At the end of a busy week, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all of my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions I no longer use. But now I use Rocket Money and it does all of that for me. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, you have full control over your subscriptions and a clear view of your expenses. You can see all your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, Rocket Money can help cancel it with a few taps. I love how the dashboard shows me this month's spending compared to last month. So I can clearly see my spending habits and check myself if needed. Plus, they'll help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. Rocket Money will even help try to negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you, which I obviously love as a somewhat introverted, conflict-avoidant person. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Rocket Money has over 5 million subscribers and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash just break up. That's rocketmoney.com slash just break up. Rocketmoney.com slash just break up. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Quince has things like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. This past month, I treated myself to a pair of new slippers because I'm in that hashtag mom life era of my life um, in which (laughs) um, I am never not in slippers. And these are 100% Australian shearling lined clog slippers. And I love that they're slip on, but they have those durable rubber outsoles. They're super cushy, super comfortable, but I feel like I can run outside to like take the trash out in them while also like staying warm and active in the house. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. Okay. Up next. 
Great. Next, so next question that we have is from Suzanne from Florida. Suzanne is my mom's name, so I already love this person. Hi, Suzanne. Suzanne writes, I've been with my boyfriends. We've known each other since fifth grade and are both 23 now for about three months. And we've barely done anything sexual. Mm-hmm. And I'm 99% sure he's a virgin. How do I bring up the topic of sex with him? A virgin or a Virgo? A, a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> very important distinction. <laughs> I mean, he could be both. It's not, it's not specified in here. He's very shy, and I don't want him to be embarrassed. But I do want to have sex eventually, even Valid. if I have to wait a while before he's ready. Mm-hmm. That's great. Respectful. I absolutely don't want to pressure him. Excellent. Great. Another factor at play is the fact that we both currently live with our parents to save money, so our opportunities are already limited. Ooh, girl, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, sad face. Please help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Suzanne. Um, okay. So what do I you think, think? Uh, I think um, this is such a valid question. Um, I think that there's a couple things going on, and we can talk about one, like, you know, ways to talk about sex. Yep. We can talk about with your partner. Yep. We can talk about alternative, not alternative, but the varying sexualities that are out there, like that maybe he's asexual or, or maybe he's sapiosexual, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that the knowledge one or whatever? Mm-hmm. And then the fun part is like we can talk about sexing <laughs> and having sex like in the where car. where to have sex. <laughs> and, Clearly. Oh, Hot tip. Tent in a Little League field. <laughs> there you go. Episode title. Problem solved. <laughs> Listen, we just, you know, you just make it work. You Tim Gunn make it work, you know? Um, Anyway, Suzanne, so it's so important that you start talking about this and you push through the uncomfortability, number one. But can I just say, it's hard. Like, I just want to call out the fact that it is is difficult. And, like, I still struggle with this, too, like, in a happy, committed relationship, like, talking about sex. And, like... It's because of the way I was raised. It's because of the things that our society teaches mm-hmm. us. Like, like in my household, we didn't talk about sex. And mm-hmm. then when we did talk about sex, it was like the most awkward thing that had ever happened to that me. That is a whole other episode that I would love to Yeah, we'll hear. unpack that in a later episode. <laughs> but so I understand that it is like these conversations can be really, really difficult to have. But yeah. that doesn't mean that they're not important to have. That's super valid. And it leads into the necessity of having them because the more you talk about it, the more you lean into that discomfort as uncomfortable as it is, you um, start to normalize that, not just for your partnership, but for yourself, right? That like Mm -hmm. sex is a part of everyday life. Yep, It is a part of our culture, whether we want to deny it or not. And communicating with your partner now, three months in, is going to be... no matter how hard it feels right now, it'll be so much easier to do it now at three months than at a year for sure. or three years or five years. That's right. You know? The longer you don't talk about it, the Those, more difficult it's going to be. And to the patterns become more cemented. So I actually that's think right. this is awesome that Suzanne is writing this now and saying, hey, I want to have sex. This is something that's happening. Um, the relationship's going well, I'm assuming. So I think just in terms of empowering yourself to have that conversation, just, you know, treat it importantly. Is that a word? Importantly? Yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> treat it treat it as something important. Yep. Um, but with tenderness. So That's I right. would maybe like, maybe you guys are laying in bed or watching a movie and you just like turn to him and you say, hey, honey, or sweetie, or cookie, or whatever your pet name is. Um, can we talk about something? Everything is okay. I'm really happy with you. I want to talk about maybe um, expanding our intimacy. Would you be comfortable with that? Mm -hmm. Honestly, y'all, like the more I practice having intimate, uncomfortable conversations, the more I I develop a script for it in my head. And I don't mean that in a robotic way, but just like, would you be comfortable if I did this? Is this okay? Like learning the language of consent and intimacy, it it becomes so much more easy, easy. For sure. Yeah. And I think it starts also, you know, asking him about himself too. So so mm-hmm. what are the what are the things that he would consider doing or what he would like to do? Yeah. Because if I mean it seems like you're sort of moving things forward, which I think is really great, but figuring out ways to to bring him into it and and talk about the things that he might be comfortable with to sort of move that conversation forward in a way that that is right. helpful. Right. And maybe even like doing some it, it depends on his response or what you know about him. Obviously, we only get a certain amount of information, but like, sure. I'm all about research, right? We're in a digital age. Google is my best friend <laughs> and like my romantic partner sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, so like, is your 
love an introvert? How does he show his affection to you? That's right. I would really, really strongly looking up, uh, suggest looking up love languages mm-hmm. and how we communicate our love. Because, say, if Sam was taught to communicate his love through touch and I was taught to communicate my love verbally and he gives me a back rub like that creeper from eighth grade, <laughs> I might not translate it to love because I, it's like I don't speak that language. That's um, right. I definitely strongly suggest looking up love languages and maybe talking about it with your partner because they just might not be expressing love and affection to you in ways that you typically hear or understand or That's translate right. to love. Yep. But also then you can see like maybe a you know physical touch isn't something that he um, has a lot of experience with. Like you said, maybe he's a virgin, maybe he doesn't feel comfortable talking about it. And you can be just more well-rounded and prepared with the types of affection you can show him if you do like, I don't know, like preliminary research too, you know? Yep. There are lots of things out there that will help you have this conversation. That's right. And it might be easier to talk about if you talk about it in the frame of intimacy or love languages than it would if you just say... Want a bone? Yeah. Hey, you want to have sex? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Hasn't always worked for me. Yeah. I mean, we started with that Surgeon General's warning. We don't know what we're doing. Right. (laughs) Um, But so... Another thing I want to put out there, uh, well, there's two things I want to put out there before we get to talking about sex and cars. (laughs) Um, One, this person might be a virgin, but they also might have trauma in their history. They might have some experience that have made them a little bit shy to physical intimacy or has maybe an experience that has taken away their voice to talk about it. So you could be really empowering them, but just make sure you're doing it in a tender way, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean... You know, we talked about trauma and we also talked about there might be some other things at play, too. Maybe mm-hmm. your partner is asexual. Maybe they are gay or bisexual and they're sort of mm-hmm. figuring out what that means. And I don't say that to freak you out or to give you things to mm-hmm. feel nervous mm-hmm. about. I'm saying that as a way to say, like, that conversation needs to happen. And, and it might be best to approach it in a way of talking about intimacy rather than sex so mm-hmm. that you can sort of pull some of those things out, including about trauma, too. Right. So to really get at sort of what, what his motivations are and what he's feeling right. so that... Everyone just feels like they're on the same page yeah. and they're moving forward in the same direction. Yeah. I also, yeah, like I, I, there are so many different types of relationships out there that mm-hmm. aren't mainstream. And I don't mean that like he's going to show up in like a, you know, latex dog costume or anything. But hey, don't yuck anybody else's yum. <laughs> That's right. If he wants to, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is like relationships and sexual relationships look so much more different than what we see on television or in mass media. So, hey, maybe you guys uh, don't have sex for another couple of months because he wants to wait and we don't get to see that a lot in representations of masculinity, you know, and and maybe that's his autonomous choice. But also, like, maybe he is um, bisexual and doesn't know how to explore that part about himself with you or whatever. We're obviously, we're totally speculating, but (laughs) we're encouraging you, one, to have that conversation. That's really important. Um, Two, to do it with sensitivity, but also commitment to your partner partner and commitment to your relationship. That This is a necessary choice to make. And it will be ultimately for the betterment of your relationship. That's right. And and for any hesitations that you have about sex. That's right. What were you going to say? No, and just don't lose sight of yourself in this either, too. It's not not all about your partner in this, right? It's about you, too, Suzanne. Yes. And what you need and what you want. And if... But the only way you're going to know if those things are in line is if you have this conversation. Yes, absolutely. I'm so glad you said that because that's what that's the last point I wanted to make. It's okay. like, yeah, girl, like get yours. Like you deserve a physical, intimate relationship. This is absolutely something that's okay to ask for, especially three months in. Right. And no judgment to anyone for how little or long they wait to have sex. Everybody's body is their own, um, and everybody's relationship to sex is different. But like, hey, it's been three months. You guys are doing really well you have a great relationship yeah girl like this is something that you deserve you deserve to have a wonderful sex life so we're not only trying to give you advice we're also like your little (laughs) creepy sex cheerleaders that might have been the worst thing i can say (laughs) there i I really did not like that that really freaked me out (laughs) what i mean is like yes 
this is valid, you are valid, your body is valid, and your desires are valid. Absolutely. Okay, but now can we talk about sex and cars? Yes. Okay, okay. so, hey, maybe you um, approach the conversation by, like, one, definitely have the conversation, but maybe you started out with, like, a sexy text message. Right? Like, you know, those iPhone cameras like, get really good these days. Seriously, you can put a filter on it. You can do whatever yeah, 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 you need. Yeah. Like, it's, to make yeah. yourself feel sexy. That's or, right. Um... Just a couple of tips about that. Don't include your face in it. <laughs> um, I include my face in all of mine. So, Okay, so also um, if your parents, you know, are preventing this level of intimacy, which totally makes sense, right? I actually hate having sex in very public places. Well, not like, you know, in places where other pl- people are. <laughs> Yeah, got it. So, like, a a house with your parents in it. Yeah, yeah. So, like, because for me, sex is really, like, auditory. And, like, if I don't, you know, I wouldn't be, like, super down DTF. That's right. In a house with my parents. So, like, that's totally understandable. Yep. So, maybe, one, you splurge on a hotel because it's worth it. Your intimacy is worth it. Your your desires are totally valid. Um, Two... Like, you know, all car seats do recline. And it might be the most uncomfortable thing you've ever done. It's it's intense to do it in the car. It's just the worst. But, hey, you know what? We're here to advocate for you. And, like, if it means, like, that Buick has got to be bouncing, like. Go for it. Oh, my God. I hate myself. (laughs) Maybe your friend has an apartment that they would let you uh, have for a while. Oh, my God. You would be that friend. No, I totally would be that friend. He's such a good friend, guys. But then I would, like, be really grossed out the whole time. Yeah. I'd yeah, like, yeah. what did they have but sex on? But I say on? get a hotel. I say that you can—I know that money is tight for everybody all the time ever. Yep. Um, you could get a hotel that's not terrible for $75. Right. And it's important. It's intimacy, physical intimacy is really important. It is. Yeah. Um, I think I have a million other things to say about this because I think that our relationships to sex— and um, our relationships to sex in relationships mm-hmm. um, is really convoluted sometimes. Yep. And I'm sure we're going to talk about it more in the podcast. But let's move on to the next question. Great. Suzanne, thank you so much for writing. I'm sorry that I said the phrase <laughs> creepy sex cheerleader. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I believe in you. I do, too. <laughs> Love you, Suzanne. All right. Up next, we have Brie from uh, she is writing from the void. They are writing from the void. And um, this letter is one of my favorites, actually. So, I dated a boy for three years in college. It was intense for both of us. First real kiss, kiss, first love, first everything. We broke up years and years ago. We both should have healed and moved on by now, but I haven't. My heart aches from remembering what love like, what love felt like, what our love felt like. I know we would have still had problems, but I never viewed the problems as fatal. I used to think that love was enough, that if love was there, we could work through anything. Some days I still want to contact him and ask what went wrong all those years ago. I don't think he would have had an answer. Maybe that would make it all worse. Maybe I've already seen the worst. I don't put much effort into dating because I cannot have my heart hurt again like this. I'm a grown adult now, old even, but I'm still hung up on my past relationship and what wasn't. I'm too afraid to replace that love with new love. I'm stuck. I don't have a real question for you. This is probably typical. I'm just looking for advice on how to move on. How do you recover when someone simply stops loving you? (laughs) How do you convince your brain that it was him, not you? I want to protect my heart, but damn, do I want to love and be loved again. I'm looking for hope. Oh, Brie, God. you're killing me. Seriously. First of all, let's just say that that was beautifully written. Yes, beautifully written. Was... And before we get into, like, any responses, I just want to say, like, this pain is valid yep. and real. And I'm sorry that your heart is carrying it around for so many years. Like, I I know what that feels like. And yep. um, I just want to put out a general, like, empathy um, hug to you. Yeah. That's right. Um, so yeah, Brie, I think summarizing the questions like how to have love again after heartbreak, heartbreak, um, or hope and, and moving on, especially after your first love, um, putting how you put somebody on a pedestal, like so many people in my memory, 
in my mm-hmm. romantic history, I put on this pedestal because it's really hard to either A, hold them accountable because we just want everything to be okay. Yep. And B, re- realize that things are over and not everybody is meant for us. Like those things That's right. really oppose in our hearts. You know, like yep. we, our hearts just don't want to believe that th- people could not be for us. That's right. Or not good to us. You yep. know, we'll, we'll, our, my heart will literally do emotional gymnastics to justify yeah. other people's bad behavior or their mediocrity or yep. their lack of desire for me, even if That's they right. did nothing wrong. Like, yep. it's so hard to accept. And to know that that person is is out there, uh-huh. that that person is living their That's life. literally that that why is... Facebook is the fucking devil. Oh, my God. Get off Facebook, people. Actually, don't. <laughs> like us. <laughs> <laughs> But no, the idea that that person is out there, that that person is happy, that that person isn't sitting there thinking about you in the way that you are, yeah, it's so just much. like, oh, that is just the worst feeling in the world. And it it is so hard to to be in that space and to be thinking in that way and to just feel that in your heart. Yeah. Okay. So these questions. Sierra's can... literally tearing up right now, y'all. No. <laughs> It just is real. It's just like it really. Is. It's, it's super real. And and hey, this is why I wanted to make this podcast is because I feel like heartbreak and desire and and love. It, they are the, the universal human experiences that make life incredibly rewarding, but incredibly difficult. Yeah. Like that we all know what that feels like to some extent. Right. Um, and we're with you, Brie. So how do you move on? Um what I think about is something that I've done is I I try to um, I think about how I'm like very guilty of being codependent and I'm very guilty of justifying my own unhappiness or mm-hmm. someone's like poor behavior because I just want things to be okay. Yeah. So for me, Bree, I think about like how. I spend pining, how much energy I spend pining for somebody like, oh, my God, they are giving 30 percent of themselves to me, 50 percent of themselves on me. On their best days, they give me 80 percent. Or like if you look back on a relationship, like you think like, oh, we just didn't get to 100 percent. We just didn't get there. Like I spent so long thinking about relationships and thinking about love in terms of like fulfillment, you know. So like, oh, we only got to 50 percent of fulfillment. We didn't. It was promised to us and we didn't get there. Mm -hmm. And I had like a radical healing shift when I realized like the 30% or 50% that I felt like I was getting from someone or that I got from a relationship was 100%. Right. That was it. I was never going to get more or less from them. That was the most that they could give me. Yep. And that I I couldn't have asked for more from them because they couldn't have given me more. So like in terms of a relationship from long ago, and again, this is serious mental labor that you're doing to, to convince your heart to stop hurting, right? Like this is serious heart work, I call it. Yep. So looking back on that relationship and, and somehow reframe it intellectually as not an unfinished project, but a finished project. Yep. That was it. Yep. And I think that, that that is something that that I've had to deal with as well too. So how do you how do you and I talked about this with Kiki too, like how do you reframe it in a mm-hmm. way that that is closed? Mm-hmm. And so to remember this person that you were with not not as being someone who you lost or someone who who you are trying to get back or want to get back, but instead to say to look at the that relationship and say, wasn't this a great thing that happened? It's sad that it fell apart, but mm-hmm. it's that chapter is now closed because I think we are all sort of like walking through this world looking for this closure. And we're, the problem is, is that, you know, we're expecting people to offer us that closure. Yeah, and really what experiences. Needs, that's right. And what, what we need to do as people who are going through these these bad situations is figure out how do you bring that closure to yourself? And right. that, I'm not saying that's easy and I don't I don't want to belittle anyone's experience, right. but, but but that has been what has helped me. And closure to, to comes move from within. It, it's it's not right. an experience. It is a it is a mind frame. It is allowing yourself to move on. That's right. And that's what I think hurts me, you know, or tugs on my heartstrings the most about this is that we hear you breathe saying, I'm withholding myself. I'm like not letting myself move yeah. on. But right. more I'm not putting myself out there because I don't want to be hurt again. So fucking oh my valid. God, so valid. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, you know, Uh, Yeah. 
sometimes I think romantically, like, I just can't do this again. Yep. I just don't want to freaking do this again. For sure. Um, so that's so real. But we also, you know, you said, like, I have... I haven't put a lot of effort into dating. Um, and, and, and to me, that is such a product of not giving yourself the gift of moving on. And That's again, right. like uh, this is so hard. We right. know this is so hard, but Brie, you deserve it. That's right. Your love is valid. Even though this love didn't work, that yep. doesn't mean you didn't work. That's right. And, and I just want to say to you that I know that you have it in you yes. to love again and to be loved again. You are enough and you don't need you don't need anyone else to bring that to you. You have it within you, and I just want to say, speak on behalf of Sierra is crying again. I just want to say on behalf of both of us, no, but I you wrote this letter and it's what like maybe a hundred words, and I feel like I know you. Mm-hmm. I feel like I am connected to you. It's just the way that you express yourself, the words that you put on the page, just make me want to reach out like through this mm-hmm. microphone and just touch your heart because. Mm-hmm. You are there. You are out there. You are putting it on the line for two strangers Mm -hmm. to tell you (laughs) what you need to do. And I just think you're ready. You have it. You are enough. You have it within you to do this. And and you don't need us to tell you that you have it. I think that's such a good thing to say, Sam, because you can buy... 100 self-help books you can go to therapy you can meet another people you another person you can go right. on tinder um and waste your time there because that's a stupid app um <laughs> but really it's about giving yourself permission that's it's right. about forgiving yourself that that relationship didn't yep. work that's right and that it you know what like it it was him and not you but it it doesn't have to be like that it's yep. not anyone's fault it just isn't it wasn't. That's right. And it and and it isn't anymore. Yep. Um, yep. And if you reframe it as something again, as like something that you were promised or something that was unfinished, and instead as something that happened. Period. Right. That happened. That happened. You did that to me. We experienced this, and now we're doing something else. Yeah. And if you give yourself that gift, again, that sounds really cliche. Yep. But if you give yourself the gift of moving on the opportunity to live your life. Also, Brie, like you, you say that, you know, it's been years since this relationship happened. You deserve not just happiness, but like you deserve a wonderful walk on the beach. You deserve (laughs) coffee. If you drink coffee all the time, you deserve waking up and feeling good. You deserve your heart feeling open and free and your energy. You, you deserve your energy feeling like clear and well-purposed. And I don't, Please, please, I don't want you walking around dedicating your energy to what you think could have happened yep. um, because you deserve so much more from that, from yourself than That's that. Right. Um, yep. And if you need two people telling you that via a podcast, That's okay. if you need to read a 18 self-help books, if yeah. you need to go to therapy, whatever you need to do to get to that point is great. But just know that... Sierra and I are sitting here and we know that you have it and you can do it. It's already in you. That's right. And honestly, the whole reason why I wanted to start this podcast was that um, Sam and I have been friends for a decade now. And the most meaningful things that happen in my life have been have come from conversations that Sam and I have had. And and we people just need other people. Um, and so trust us when we say as an outsider, it's so much harder uh, to give yourself the permission that you would give other people. Right. Um, You would never tell a loved one to um, walk around with hurt all the time. You would tell, you would want them to move on. That's right. Um, So give yourself the gift of that. Obviously there's no like five steps about this, um, but it is, it's a mental shift. You know, I, I also love talking about relationships because relationships are so incredibly human. So they move to mental health. They move to our well-being, our physical health. And, um, Brie, you deserve to feel beautiful and desired and you are desired. Um, and there are people out there in the world who want to love you and who won't leave. There are people out there who won't leave you and they will treat you well and you won't have to spend your energy wondering what you did wrong. Right. Absolutely. You have said that to me, Sam. Like you've literally (laughs) (laughs) you have said, like, there are people out there who won't make you work so hard, Sierra. Right. And um, Bree, there's somebody out there who you won't have to hurt over for 20, 30, 10 years. Right. Right. It will just feel good. And you deserve that. You do.
Okay. Ooh, okay. <laughs> we did it. Uh, we love you, Bree. So, yeah, um, that is uh, our first episode. That's the way it's going to go, That's folks. right. And I only cried three times. I only broke <laughs> eye contact with Sam once because I was going to cry again, talking about, like, all the wonderful things he's done for me. So, obviously, off to a good start. That's right. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, so at the end of every episode, we are going to do what we call the blind date, in which we set you up with something that we're really excited about, um, whether it's related to relationships or not, just something that we love. That's so right. you get to know us. So what's our blind date for the day? Yeah, so we are both also True crime fanatics. Yeah, I call them murder podcasts. Yes. So. I like, fall asleep to them. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, Forensic Files is the most consistent relationship in my life. I've found it in every hotel across the country at it's any time there. of the day. So it's really my bow. <laughs> like hardcore. That's great. Um. <laughs> it's like a lullaby, too. Like, falling asleep to murder podcasts, you know, like, other, like my partners in the past have been like, how do you sleep to this? And yeah. meanwhile, I'm, they're like, you know, uh, Mickey was set on fire while celebrating Seriously. his birthday. And yeah. then I'm, like, out like a freaking baby. Yeah, I was, like, totally fine with with True Crime Podcast until I started listening to the Case File episodes about the East Area Rapist oh slash Original Light Sacker slash Golden State Killer. And then that I was one like... That did it for me, too. Yeah, I, was I was walking like, around Australia listening to it and being like, I have to lock this um, hostile door. <laughs> yeah, like, every door needs to be locked at all times. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are recommending recommending season two of In the Dark. Oh, my God. Such... Season one was so good, too. Season one is also amazing. So if you haven't listened to that either, it's it's great. It's also about a Minnesota case. So it like feels Minnesota. close to home. Okay. Um, but season two just wrapped up recently, and it's it's just as good as season one. Yeah. Okay. So that is In the Dark podcast. Great. So we just want to say right now, thank you so much for thank listening. You so this much. is so exciting. We're so excited. <laughs> um, we would love if you would like us on Facebook mm-hmm. um, or follow us on Twitter or Instagram at uh, Just Break Up Pod. And you can also slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship meme. But most importantly, you can submit your questions about all ans- matters of the heart at JustBreakUpPod.com if you want us to answer them on the show. Great. And please don't forget to subscribe. And yes, leave please. us a five-star review. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really helpful to help us keep the lights on. And it also helps us meet more heartbreaking, heartbroken souls who need two random strangers telling them what to do. <laughs> and original music recording and edited by my friend Big Cats. Make sure to check out his podcast, The What If Podcast, which is super good. But most importantly, we want you to remember that... All of you out there listening, whether you wrote in or not, um, your heart is good right now. It doesn't matter what you did. It doesn't matter who hurt you or who you hurt. You are good right now. Your heart is good. Your body is good. And your love is good. And you deserve great sex. You deserve great communication. And you deserve a great, well-rounded, loving relationship right now. It doesn't matter who you are or where you are in your life. You deserve that. Um, And we just want you to go home and know that. And... If all else fails, just break up. <laughs>